Listen, I get it. You like saving in Bitcoin. But check this out. You can actually complement your HODL position by investing in Bitcoin startups. If you want additional upside and enjoy learning about angel investing, you should check out Lightning Ventures. Lightning Ventures is a great way to stack real equity in Bitcoin-only companies. They've invested in businesses you've heard about on this show, including Azteco, CrowdHealth, and Swan Bitcoin. And Lightning Ventures makes it easy to get started in the world of early stage investing. The minimum investment is only $1,000 per deal, and you only invest in the deals that make sense to you. So if you want to get a behind the scenes look at the startups you know and love, if you want a chance to support their growth, and if you want another opportunity to profit as the Bitcoin ecosystem develops, check out the 60 second application in the show notes to get started today in building a world that runs on better money. Welcome to the Business Bitcoinization Show, the show dedicated to helping you enrich your life and grow your business with Bitcoin, the hardest money on planet Earth. I'm your host, Josh Friedemann, and our guest today is Akin Fernandez, who is the founder of Azteco. Now, if you've purchased Bitcoin before, you probably use an exchange. Azteco does things a little bit differently and in a way that gives you a little bit more anonymity when buying Bitcoin. They also use a method that millions of people use around the world every single day. Now, before we get to the interview, we're going to start doing something this week that we're going to be doing every week moving forward, and that's promoting local Bitcoin meetups. If you are interested in Bitcoin and you haven't checked out to see if there's a Bitcoin meetup in your area, you're missing out. This week, we're focusing on the West Coast. Now, they say West Coast, best coast. I maintain they haven't spent enough time on the Gulf Coast. That being said, Bitcoin meetups have absolutely exploded across California and the West Coast, and there's sure to be one in your area. Follow OC. BTCN on Twitter to see retweets of all of them. And if you're in Los Angeles, Costa Mesa, Bakersfield, Bay Area, Redding, San Diego, Murrieta, Phoenix, Arizona, Taos, New Mexico, Boise, Idaho, or Cascadia, Washington, there is one by you. Now, if you're saying to yourself, they didn't mention my city, or you're thinking to yourself, I'm not even on the West Coast, that's totally fine. Scroll on down to the show notes and you'll see a list of Bitcoin meetups by state and city as well as the best person to contact to get more information. I highly encourage you to get involved in a Bitcoin meetup. I don't think you'll regret it. Now, we're going to get to today's interview right after this. Business owners, unlock the benefits Bitcoin has to offer your business with the Bitcoin for Business Quick Start Guide. This 27-page guide highlights the six ways you can grow your business with Bitcoin. Check it out in the show notes. Akeen, welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having me. So I like to start off every single interview with a few questions that help us to get to know you a little bit better and give us some insight for our own lives. Are you ready for these? I am ready, yes. When and how did you first learn about Bitcoin? I learned about Bitcoin in December of 2010, and I've had an interest in the form of money and what can be done to improve it for many years before that. And I've been waiting for something like Bitcoin for, once again, many years. And when I read about it, I, I knew that this could actually be the tool that we've been waiting for that's going to fix the money problem. And combining Bitcoin with universal internet access, uh, it was obvious to me that this was going to be a, a very important change to how people do things with money. 
And uh, that's why I immediately got interested in working with Bitcoin, stopped doing what I was doing, which is building a group SMS chat messaging uh, system, and then turned all of my programming skills towards Bitcoin. What's an insight or fact that you wish everyone understood about Bitcoin? That Bitcoin is money without being money. That Bitcoin's the best money ever uh, created by man. And that if you let go of your ideas of what money should be and how it should be controlled, it is the greatest thing since sliced bread and toasters. Anybody who has had the experience of moving money in a bank account or receiving money in a bank account internationally or inside of a nation knows how frustrating and horrible that experience is. Once you move money with Bitcoin, you'll never look back, never go back to the old way of using these uh, financial tools. All of the applications by banks and um, people like Monzo, with these sort of neo-banks, something they call in the UK, their user experience is totally inferior compared to Bitcoin. Not only that, Bitcoin is international out of the box, and you get the same utility, the same ease of use when you're moving any amount of money anywhere in the world. Paying by credit card online is a, a terrible experience, but with Bitcoin, it's not. All you do is flash a QR code to the user, they pay to the QR code, and it's done in seconds. So Bitcoin represents a profound improvement on the user experience of spending money. And if I could convey this to people, that you can, you don't have to suffer any longer that's what I would convey to them. There's a better way of doing this kind of thing. And that, that way is Bitcoin. What's the Bitcoin resource that you most recommend to other people? Well, generally, I would say Twitter. I would say that Twitter is a very good uh, resource. Uh, you have to have a strong stomach, though. You have to have a strong stomach for a lot of it. There is a lot of nonsense on there. But if you want to learn about Bitcoin and also have some fun while you're learning about Bitcoin, Twitter is the place to do it. There's a, a, a very large community of people, I absolutely detest using that word. I'm sorry that I just used it. But there's a large group of people on Twitter called Bitcoin Twitter, where you can learn about Bitcoin, learn about the tools that you should be using if you follow the right accounts, because only the right accounts are telling you which tools to use. And once you get uh, a, a feel for what's on Bitcoin Twitter, you will be essentially... Uh, indoctrinated into 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 Bitcoin, and uh, you'll find that uh, uh, a lot of the concepts are really not as complicated as people try to make out. Uh, the in order th there's a there's a group of people who make a living out of teaching about Bitcoin, and of course, if there's nothing to teach about Bitcoin, they have no way of making a living. So they overcomplicate it. Uh, as a means of giving themselves a job. And actually, Bitcoin is extremely easy to use. You only need to download an app, buy one of our Azteco vouchers to top it up, and then all of a sudden you're a Bitcoiner. It's literally as simple as that. Now, of course, that doesn't mean that all the other things that come along with Bitcoin, the limited money supply and everything else, and all the intricate and very beautiful technical uh, details don't all of a sudden go away. It just means that you don't have to deal with them if that's not what you're interested in. If you're only interested in sending money from A to B or starting a business where you receive money in the form of Bitcoin, you don't have to go into the weeds. It just works. And I think that's 
something that needs to be the, the the focus if we're going to get to a situation where everybody is using Bitcoin. At some point, it has to be conceded that not everybody is going to learn the details about Bitcoin in order to use it. That's not true about anything else, by the way. Every single Macintosh user, the vast majority of them, don't know anything about how a Macintosh works under the beautiful hood. They just use it because it's the best user experience that makes their life easier. And that's what has to happen with Bitcoin. Now, real quick, you mentioned Bitcoin Twitter. Maybe give listeners an idea if they're looking to begin following some people. Stream of consciousness, who are, you know, what are, what are three to five accounts that you think would get people going in the right direction? Well, first of all, I'd say Safadine. Uh, Safadine's account is absolutely excellent. Um, off the top of my head, well, you could follow me. There you go. Uh, my account is Beautyon with an underscore. And another account that uh, is a must-follow is the Lightning Labs account because they use that to make announcements of all the tools and things that are happening with Lightning. So that's another one you should follow. That's three. So we have two more questions here. The The next question is beyond Bitcoin. So, you know, this is a Bitcoin podcast, but outside of the Bitcoin realm, so to speak, what's a resource or an idea that's been valuable to you or your business recently? You need to, as a listener of this podcast, you need to read a book. It's called... What Has Government Done to Our Money? And it's by Murray Rothbard. And you can download this book for free or even buy it on Amazon. But this book will describe to you what the government has done to what we call fiat money globally. With an understanding of what government has done to our money, you'll be able to understand why Bitcoin exists and why you should use Bitcoin as money. Without that book, it's very hard to understand the context of why Bitcoin was written and why it's become so wildly popular. Many people have read this book, and there's another book by uh, Professor Safadina Moose called The Bitcoin Standard, which is an unmissable, excellent book on this subject. If you read these two books, you will understand why Bitcoin exists, and it will become immediately obvious why you should use it yourself. The problem of fiat money is so profound, so widespread, invasive into every single aspect of everything that you do. The the horror of it will be startling to many people. Every, Every single transaction that happens in society is mediated by money. If that money is not sound, that money is corrupt. The people who have given you this corrupt money to use as money are corrupting every single transaction in society. And so if you change the money, you can change society. You can change it from being an unfair, grossly inefficient and unjust system to being one that's based on fairness, on rules that don't change, and ethics unlike fiat, which is the absolute opposite of that. So those are the two books that you really should read. They're easy to read, in some parts even entertaining, and you you could not do better than those two books. Now, you've already given us a lot to chew on here, Akeen, but we have one more question. We call it our arbitrary but insightful question, and it's this. As a general life principle, is it better to ask why or why not? Definitely why not. And Americans, 
will ask why not more than why Europeans will ask why. That's why the Americans went to the moon and Europeans did not. That's why the Americans have done all the things they've done since that, that country was founded and other countries which were the feeder countries for those populations did not. So why not is absolutely the one you should be asking. Don't, and this is another thing that's uh, very deeply involved in the philosophy of Bitcoin. It's about asking permission. Real people, free people, don't ask permission to be free. They don't ask permission to innovate. They don't ask permission to do commerce. They just do it. Anything that's not explicitly illegal is legal by default. And people from Europe don't seem to understand this. That's why when they do Bitcoin business, before they've even sold a single thing, they go and ask permission to see if it's what they're doing is legal or not. Americans don't think like that. Americans understand that they're free to do whatever they want as long as they're not harming anybody. It's not illegal. So that's what I would say. Meet Linkster, your premier Bitcoin-focused advisor. Linkster caters to businesses, institutions, family offices, and high-net-worth individuals. They merge your unique financial goals and needs with Linkster's Bitcoin expertise to craft your own sustainable plan to preserve and grow the value of your hard-earned profits and retained earnings. And Linkster is not just advice. It's tailored execution. Connect directly with the founder by visiting Linkster.com. That's L-Y-N-C-S-T-E-R. Com. Linkster, secure your future with Bitcoin. Today's episode of Business Bitcoinization is proudly brought to you by Vellus Commerce, where the future of business technology meets Bitcoin. As we journey through the era of Bitcoin and its transformational impact on businesses, there's one name that stands out. Vellus Commerce. Whether you're looking to build a cutting-edge website, a seamless mobile app, or custom software, Vellus is your go-to team. They've been diving deep into the world of Bitcoin since 2014, making them one of the most experienced groups for integrating Bitcoin and Lightning payments into a variety of digital platforms. But here's what truly sets them apart. Vellus Commerce doesn't just build. They bring a wealth of knowledge to ensure your project's success from day one. Their team understands the nuances of Bitcoin, ensuring that your business stays ahead of the curve. And for all business Bitcoinization listeners out there, Vellus Commerce is offering a free consultation to kickstart your project the right way. So if you're ready to future-proof your business in the coming age of hyper-Bitcoinization, head over to VellusCommerce.com or reach out on Twitter at Vellus Commerce. Let's make sure your business thrives in the Bitcoin era. Well, Akeen, we're here today to talk about Azteco, your business, and thanks to Mike Jarmos for putting us in contact with each other. In preparation for the interview, you sent me an Azteco voucher, and it's extremely easy to use. It helped me to see the usefulness and the ease of it. Maybe today we can talk about some use cases. But first of all, could you just give us a broad overview of Azteco and maybe the part that it plays in the development of a Bitcoin ecosystem, especially in a world where, you know, right now it's it's primarily a store of value in a lot of people's minds, but that's not quite what Azteco is bringing to the Bitcoin ecosystem. That's exactly right. Uh, Azteco is the easiest way to get Bitcoin, and in our in our thinking, Bitcoin is not any single thing. It's not just a store of value. It's not an asset. It's not this, it's not that. It's whatever you want it to be. It's a, it's a database. And what your uh, need of that database is defines what Bitcoin is. But before you can have any use of Bitcoin, you've got to be able to get it. You've got to be able to buy it. You've got to get it in a, in a trivially simple way. And that's what Azteco does. 
we reduced the complexity of buying Bitcoin down to a slip of paper, which you can buy at a grocery store or any other place where you can top up. You scan the QR code on the front of one of these Azteco vouchers, and then three seconds later, you have Bitcoin on your mobile phone. So compared to the other ways of getting Bitcoin, which involve showing your ID and all kinds of other completely ridiculous and extraneous to Bitcoin um, steps, Azteco is a, a, not only a breath of fresh air, but it shows the way that Bitcoin should always have been delivered in a super simple form that anybody can understand. You don't need any training to be able to do it. Anybody who can redeem a Netflix voucher or top up their mobile phone as basically billions of people do all over the world, they can use Azteco. So in, in most of the world, believe it or not, people don't have telephone accounts where they pay monthly. They pay as you go. So in order to do that, they have to have places where they top up their phones using a, a small plastic card or a slip of paper that they pay for with cash. Now, these people are very used to the idea of topping up their phones. And what we've done is superimpose that idea onto Bitcoin. So that means anybody in the world who doesn't have a bank account, who doesn't pay for these sorts of online services uh, in, you know, on a monthly basis, credit basis, they can now buy Bitcoin. And that onboards them where they can receive and send Bitcoin as if it was money without permission. And we specialize in amounts of Bitcoin under $1,000. Most of our vouchers are sold for way under $1,000. So these people, many of whom don't have access to uh, uh, bank accounts, and some of them who do have access to bank accounts, but they're not useful to do anything because there's so many restrictions on them, they now have a, a way of getting this new form of money that allows them to send and receive from anybody anywhere in the world on an infallible payment rail that eliminates payer fraud. So there are some countries in the world, the called third world countries, where 60% of the credit cards that are used there are rejected in the United States simply because they come from, quote unquote, the wrong part of the world. With Bitcoin, this goes away. It's a push payment system. And once that payment is made, it's infallible and cannot be revoked. So that it means that all these people are immediately uh, brought into the world e-commerce um, system in a way that treats them as peers, which is the way it should have always been uh, from the beginning. But there are reasons for that, and so we won't get into that. But now Bitcoin does exist, and we are the way to get people onto Bitcoin that respects their privacy, respects their rights as human beings, and allows them to trivially and easily get onboarded so that they can spend Bitcoin in the same way that they can send an SMS or make a phone call. There's no reason why getting Bitcoin has to involve uh, anything other than the paying over of a small amount of money. And that's what Azteco has achieved. We have 200,000 outlets in Southern Africa, which many more to come. And there's going to come a point in the future where there's, uh, the economy flips into a Bitcoin economy online at first. And this trivially easy way of getting Bitcoin is going to be the main way that the majority of people get Bitcoin to do all sorts of things online, whether it's buy things, send money from one person to another, 
watch television, all the things you do with money, all the things you pay with money will be done with Bitcoin. But without a trivially easy way to get it, that can't happen. So that's why I wrote Azteco coming up to seven years ago. And it's only now that it's really starting to take off, starting to come to fruition in a, a very powerful and compelling way. So you mentioned there are 200,000 locations across Africa. I'm curious, have you unrolled this anywhere else, Europe, United States, other places, North America, Central America, or is that in the future? How do you, how do you view the development of uh, Azteco's business? Well, we have a very large integration coming in South America that should be launched either this week or next week. We have outlets, a, a, a smattering of outlets in the United States. We have 1,700 outlets in Poland with a whole bunch coming in the Czech Republic. We've got about 600 in the United Kingdom. I think it's about 200 in Ireland and many other places coming online. It's uh, extraordinarily dif difficult to get these deals in place. But once they're in place, they're in place. And so we have a crack sales team that specializes in doing these uh, integrations, and they're, they're very good at their job. It, just takes, it takes time, though, and we're a small team. So that makes them makes, makes, mm -hmm. even more time than it should. But we are actually doing it, and it is working. And we are spreading. And there is going to come a tipping point, which cannot happen without easy access to Bitcoin, by the way. There's going to come a tipping point where every, just as it was in the 1990s, where everybody has email, every company has a website, and people who don't have email and don't have a website are the exceptions and not the rule. That's going to happen with Bitcoin as well. Maybe you could spell this out for us a little bit, because this is kind of a, a bigger thing you're talking about. You're saying that this this tipping point can't happen without easy access to Bitcoin. Could you explain why that's true? Well, the tipping point I'm talking about, which I often call the transformation, will be when everybody is using Bitcoin and all businesses are accepting Bitcoin. Now, in order for businesses to accept Bitcoin, people have to uh, have easy access to it so that they can spend Bitcoin. So without access to Bitcoin, this transformation cannot happen. This tipping point cannot come. And the way that people get Bitcoin now, through mostly through exchanges and uh, services that to take identity and are very, very slow to onboard users, critical mass can't be reached in a fast way so that this, this explosion happens. So it's very important that the onboarding of users doesn't have any artificial barrier at all. The only thing that has to happen is that people need to be convinced that Bitcoin is good for them and has a utility for them. And that should be the only barrier, by the way, to getting Bitcoin. And that's what Azteco does. We don't have any artificial barriers to buying Bitcoin. And Bitcoin, believe it or not, is not about... Uh, super large amounts of money, large not being a number, but it's about actually small amounts of money. The vast majority of people on earth have access to small amounts of money, not hundreds of thousands of dollars. So it's those people, it's that demographic that's going to change the world, getting Bitcoin into their hands on the mobile phones they already have. And once we have these people onboarded, there'll be essentially a virtual army of Bitcoiners 
who are all participating in this sound money system without understanding that it's sound money that they're using. Nevertheless, the effects of sound money will then start to assert themselves on the economy. And then you're going to see something very, very interesting happening. Have you thought much about what that looks like, the, the very, very interesting part, what it looks like? Or is it one of those things that you know good things are around the corner, you just don't know quite how they're going to manifest themselves? Well, only a fool tries to predict the future in 2022 mm-hmm. because you know, after the last two years of this absurd pandemic, it's not, it's not easy to predict the future. But what we can say is that sound money must have effects on the way things are done from the government right down to the person selling peanuts on the side of the street. The state is able to print money out of nothing. That means it's not possible to put dollars into your bank account, save it for a year, and have the same spending power come out at the other side. So there's no incentive to, st- to saving money. You're incentivized to spend money because if you, if you, if you save it, you're going to lose the spending power. And this is going to become more and more profound, this effect, when as the, the, the hyperinflation starts to kick in. And hyperinflation has been predicted by uh, people in the, Aust- in the Austrian school for many years. It never appeared that it could happen, but now it actually seems more more plausible than ever. Um, in the past, there was no Bitcoin for everybody to move into. There was only essentially gold. But now there is something to move into, and, and Bitcoin is far superior to gold because it's massless, and it can be transmitted anywhere on Earth. So what this looks like in terms of people's lives is that the consumer society, in the end, the consumer society has to die because spending money is going to be disincentivized. People are going to be more interested in saving money, conserving money. And if you're going to buy a pair of shoes, you're not buying it because some hip-hop person has told you this is the shoe you have to have. You're going to buy a pair of shoes because the soles last uh, guaranteed to last 10 years. You're going to buy a shirt because it's going to last a long time so you don't have to spend money. You can save money. Sure in the knowledge that if you have children, for example, you're lucky enough to have children, your children will be able to inherit the money that you're saving. And also, leaving that aside, the money you're putting away today will have at a minimum the same economic value, the same spending power that it does today that it will do in five years, 10 years time. So you can think 10 years out knowing that there is no inflation. The money you put aside today is going to be worth the same amount. And with Bitcoin, because we're not into the uh, the stage where it's ubiquitous yet, it's essentially guaranteed, mathematically guaranteed, if we're correct about Bitcoin taking over the economy, that the value of Bitcoin expressed in dollars is going to be much higher than it is today. And I've been predicting this for a very long time, and all these, and other people have this as well, and uh, these predictions have come true. So... If, you, if you're a business, going back to the nature of this podcast, if you're a business, you should not be saving the profits you make in fiat. You should be saving them in Bitcoin. And I'm talking about the long-term uh, storage of your profits. In the short term, vol- there's volatility in Bitcoin. This is without a shadow of doubt. But in the long term, there isn't. The value of Bitcoin is going up. And of course, as you contribute to the Bitcoin economy, you're helping 
fulfill this uh, this outcome, which is going to happen whether you are part of it or not. That's that shadow of doubt. That's mathematically provable. That's mathematically proven now. So Bitcoin is going to re- restructure the way people think about money. It's going to change their behavior in the economy towards thrift, towards saving, away from the consumer the consumer society, which has plagued the West, certainly, for uh, a very long time since the, the dollar became unsound. And a lot of other side effects, which people don't talk about, like the uh, reduction in pollution, that's going to be a side effect of this also, because in a sound money economy, waste is intolerable. You're literally wasting money. You're taking money from the future and you know you're taking money from the future to spend it today. And people will say, I'm not going to do that. And so all of the effects of overproduction of goods, throwaway goods, that's all going to go away. And this might sound like uh, a fantasy to some, but so did Bitcoin. So you have to be very, very careful. When people are telling you these profound changes are coming, it, it behoves you to listen to them and to understand that something very profound has changed. The form of money that's being used in the West is a source of many problems, including these absurd intrusions to other people's countries, which we won't go into. That all goes away, too, because (laughs) money can't just be conjured out of thin air to go and do these things. So the whole of society is going to be transformed by sound money. Now we actually have the sound money. It's not an academic uh, idea. It's not an academic uh, debate. We're going to see it actually happen. And the Austrians are going to be proven right because the sound money is going to be there to show that they were correct. And as you know, El Salvador has now uh, made Bitcoin legal tender. The Central African Republic has made made Bitcoin legal tender. Other countries are going to follow. And as this happens, from every single corner, Bitcoin is going to seep into every uh, aspect of people's lives. And all of a sudden overnight, it will be the money of the entire world. And what that means in terms of the price of Bitcoin, I'll leave that to your imagination, although that's probably not a good idea for many listeners, but it, the, the price of Bitcoin is going to be so high, it'll make your eyes water because the supply of Bitcoin cannot change. And expressed in dollars, we're talking about astronomical values for Bitcoin. And when it comes to people buying things in Bitcoin, I think you, you start to, to view it, as we talked about earlier, as a store of value. If you start buying into Bitcoin the way a lot of people are talking about it, all of a sudden you're thinking, why would I ever spend it? But someone the other day, I, I heard them talking probably on a podcast, and they were saying, all you need to do is make sure that you are saving or bringing in more than you're spending. And it's the most obvious thing in the world, but we live we live in a world where that's not the default. That's not always obvious to people. And so this 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 technology that seems so far out and so questionable to a lot of people who haven't looked into it, it it reverts us to a principle that is just responsible use of money. Bring in more money into your life than you're spending. And if you do that, everything's going to be okay, especially if you're using a money that is reliable and is not going to be inflated away because it is sound money. That's exactly correct. And a lot of these people don't seem to understand, and this is probably because they're brainwashed, that Bitcoin actually is money. And 
they're using Bitcoin as a means of storing their value in a way that they're convinced it's going to go up in dollar terms. There's still the subconscious belief that the dollar is immortal. The dollar will never go away. The dollar will never be not be a factor in their lives. And so they are happy to receive dollars as a, uh, for their, their, their salaries and whatever else in their business and uh, keep Bitcoin as a separate thing. In fact, what they should be doing is demanding that they get paid in Bitcoin and so that they can spend whatever amount they need to buy their stake or whatever it is uh, with small amounts of Bitcoin while saving their money in Bitcoin. They need to be full Bitcoiners, not quasi-Bitcoiners, not one-toe-in-the-water Bitcoiners. And uh, this is part of the, uh, the, the, the logic and the narrative of these people who say that Bitcoin is an asset, Bitcoin is a store of value, uh, which is none of those things. Bitcoin is exactly what you think it is. If, obviously, if you want to use Bitcoin as a store of value, that's up to you. But you can't expect the, the price of Bitcoin to go up if everybody behaves like you and they, and they only use it as a store of value. The idea of Bitcoin is to replace fiat. Now, that's not somebody's opinion. That's what it was written for. And so once it does that, it, in order for it to do that, it has to be used as money, as a commonplace everyday occurrence. And the Lightning Network by Elizabeth Stark and her gaggle of geniuses have made this even more likely because sending and spending Bitcoin now is just as it was in the early days of the network, super cheap, absolutely instant. And this is going to help accelerate the the adoption of Bitcoin. But you're absolutely right. Uh, it's important that Bitcoin is used. And of course, storing your money in Bitcoin is a use of Bitcoin. There is no uh, overlord telling you how you should or should not be using Bitcoin. But logically, if you want the value of your Bitcoin to go up, other people have to get utility out of Bitcoin in their context, which might not be your context. They might not have uh, tens of thousands of dollars to store and just hodl that Bitcoin. They need that Bitcoin to survive. And so they need to be transacting in Bitcoin. And everybody who's interested in the success of Bitcoin as the global money should either be investing in Bitcoin companies that make it trivially easy for people to receive and spend and use Bitcoin and other things like that, which help close the circle, the gaps in the circle, so that Bitcoin becomes uh, the, the, the global money that everybody refers to whenever they're doing literally anything, whether it's saving, spending, or whatever it is. And their private ideas of what Bitcoin uh, is not really relevant to that. The most important thing is that everybody is using Bitcoin in every single context where money used to be used. And that should be the goal. That should be the primary uh, thinking employed in their skulls. So this has been much more of a philosophical first principles conversation than I had expected. Uh, we haven't been able to talk about Azteco too much, or we have been able to. We've, we've talked about other things. That being said, before we finish up today, I'd love for you to share a little bit about the, the small current international audience of this podcast that's hopefully growing over time, and then the maybe the North American business owner whose context is a little bit different. What would you say, uh, maybe it would be the same advice to both of these groups, but maybe you'd have different advice to each of these groups about uh, using Bitcoin and or specifically experiencing Azteco. Well, first of all, let's let's go to the um, the first part of your question. 
If you're running a business, it should be assumed that you have a website where you can accept payments for your goods and services. In that case, you need to install BTC Pay Server so that you can accept Bitcoin as a form of payment. It's as simple as that. And if you are an ordinary user, you should start using Bitcoin and you should be getting your Bitcoin from a service like Azteco, where you can buy uh, small amounts of Bitcoin at arbitrary, um, in, in arbitrary amounts so that you have a way of spending Bitcoin and even accumulating it and, and, and saving it as a form of savings if you want. This is, this is the most important part. People who want to, first of all, escape fiat, to have an unbreakable, irreversible payment rail over which they can receive payments, need to get BTC Pay Server and install it. It's free. And immediately you can start receiving Bitcoin from anywhere in the world. And that payment is irreversible. So there's no risk involved in it at all. And as Bitcoin spreads into every corner of the world, people will be looking for the BTC Pay Server logo to see that if the, they can pay with Bitcoin. And just as it was in the 1990s with people getting websites, this is, a, once again, this is a similar process that's going on, adoption process. It's never been easier to accept payment uh, in Bitcoin. BTC Pay Server, once again, is uh, trivially easy to use. It's a very beautiful application. And so you really don't have an excuse. And businesses who have an online presence should present to their users a variety of ways of paying that, so that they can capture different classes of people. And I think what they'll find is that as time goes on, more and more people are going to be using Bitcoin, not only because of the only other things I've been I'm talking about, but because it's so trivially easy to use. You just simply just scan a QR code and all of a sudden it's just done. So that's the other aspect of why people should start to adopt Bitcoin in their e-commerce workflows because it's trivially easy. It makes the user experience for the uh, the customer the best-in-class, world-class, futuristic uh, payments uh, experience. So when you put these things together, Bitcoin is a no-brainer. It's a no-brainer on every single level. And it really shouldn't take too much to convince anybody who can think Bitcoin is what they should be looking at very, very seriously. It doesn't cost too much to integrate it. You don't have to get permission from anybody to integrate it. You can start receiving payments from anybody almost immediately. So there are no good arguments against Bitcoin. And the in the in the, in the, the since two thousand and ten, people have been making the most bogus, ridiculous absurd arguments against Bitcoin, but even those people have stopped arguing against it because it's manifestly clear that Bitcoin has extraordinary utility. And because it's so trivially easy to use and get on board with, there's nothing stopping you from doing it. You've just got to do it. And if there's a business owner who has a, a model or a business in which it would make sense to sell Azteco vouchers, is there a way that they could do that? Or are you just rolling out to new countries as your team has the capacity? Well, we accept vendor applications on our website, which is azte.co. 
And if you run a business which is a customer-facing, a consumer-facing business in bricks and mortar or online, we can onboard you so that if you have an API, you have some developers there, you can sell our vouchers through your website or in your store. And we also, uh, our vendor platform allows store owners with multiple outlets to sell from every single one of those outlets with one integration. So it's a remarkably simple way of offering Bitcoin to your uh, customers. And we're, we're in the middle of doing some very large integrations with supermarkets that have many outlets. And those are API integrations so that our vouchers come out of the point of sale devices, just like the top ups from uh, mobile phones do. So from the smallest person who has one store in a high foot traffic area who wants to sell our Bitcoin vouchers, we can accommodate them. It doesn't take any software integration at all. They just have to sign up and then get one of our terminals or or not, because they might have their own terminal, and then they can start selling our vouchers in one day. So we've created a, 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 a platform for a range of different sizes of vendors from very small to very large, and we can accommodate them all. And as what we predict starts to happen and demand for Bitcoin goes through the ceiling, every single store that you go to, you'll be able to buy an Azteco voucher. It's already true in South Africa. Ackermans, pep stores, all over the place in South Africa, you can buy an Azteco voucher. And also, there's 3 million bank app users in South Africa who can, from their bank app, buy an Azteco voucher. So we're going to spread everywhere. We're going to spread into every single nook and cranny in the economy so that getting Bitcoin is a trivially easy thing to do without any hoops to jump through or anything like that. This is absolutely essential if the, uh, the people of the world are going to be switched from unsound money to sound money. And so if you have a business and you're interested in uh, selling our Bitcoin vouchers and being a part of this huge uh, change that's coming to society, you, you, all you have to do is to apply on our website and our salesperson, Tom, will get in touch with you and then we'll onboard you. Akeen, thank you so much for sharing today. Uh, this has been great. I really appreciate you sharing about Azteco, hopefully this will resonate with people and especially just your encouragement of accepting Bitcoin in your business and spending Bitcoin at other businesses as a way to really help Bitcoin become what it was intended to be. So once again, thank you for your time today. It's been a pleasure. It's a pleasure. And thank you so much for having me. All right, friends, it's a wrap. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Business Bitcoinization Show. If you want to reach out, our email is info at bizbitshow.com. Also, if you haven't done so yet, go ahead and scroll on down to the show notes. There you'll find ways to connect with me and our guest, as well as our excellent sponsors who can help you succeed in your life and in your business. Keep building, keep growing, and until next time, keep living and leading well. 
If you're a regular listener of the podcast, thank you. If you want to take a further step in your support for the show, you can help us grow by listening on Fountain, a value-for-value podcast app on iOS or Android. If you hear something you like that you disagree with or anything else, you can share it by sending some sats and adding a comment with your thoughts. Some of you have already done this, and I appreciate it. I'm going to begin reading your boosts on upcoming episodes, so if you have some insight or value to add, let the people know. Getting started with Fountain is easy. You can add Bitcoin to your Fountain wallet by using your fiat accounts or any lightning wallet and one of my favorite features is that once you're using the app you can earn sats just by listening on fountain check out the link in the show notes to get started with fountain today